0: This is an avocado, and this is a podcast that makes this an avocado podcast. You are now listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. What do you know about order and chaos? What do those words mean? The common misconception is that order means peace and chaos means war. So we think order is good and chaos is bad. What if I told you that you're wrong, that it gets deeper than that? Order is where things are so rigid that it's too restrictive. And chaos is where things are so complex that you can't handle it. Chaos and order are represented in the yin yang sign. You must be familiar with that black and white circle with the dots in each half. The black side is chaos and the white side is order. Together, they represent balance, the secret to a meaningful life. If you want to live a meaningful life, you need to be in the middle, on that line that separates the two sides. One foot in order, so that you're fairly stable, and one foot in chaos, so that new and interesting and transforming things are happening to you. If your life is too chaotic or too orderly, bad things happen. Now, what if I told you that order also symbolizes the masculine, and chaos symbolizes the feminine. What if I told you that this symbol, or rather this symbolism, perfectly explains the fundamental differences in men and women? Why men and women behave the way they do, and why they don't seem to get along? Last year, I stumbled on some literature that got me thinking about gender issues in a whole new light. There's this author, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, brilliant guy. He has this book, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos. I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to expand their mind and understand everything. Somewhere in the book, Dr. Peterson made a fascinating link between order and chaos that exists in the yin yang sign and masculinity and femininity. In the book, he wrote that order symbolizes the masculine and chaos symbolizes the feminine. This got my attention. Then he went further to make a couple of statements to flesh out this thesis. It was at that point that I I finally understood. It made so much sense as to why men and women are the way they are and why we're always at each other's uh, throats. The more I thought about it, the more it made sense. I began to make connections between my experiences and Dr. Peterson's ideas in my mind. Those connections are the basis of this episode. I want to share what I found and what I now understand and maybe introduce a little chaos into what you think you know in the moment. Before I go any further, let me remind you that chaos is not a bad word and I'm taking the pain to say this because I know feminists, the feminists in the house might assume that sexism or misogyny is in play because chaos is associated with femininity. But as I said, chaos does not mean war, it's not a bad thing. And as we progress, everything will make sense, I promise. Over the next couple of 20, 30 minutes, I'm going to illustrate how order manifests in men and how chaos manifests in women and how this affects everything. Let's start with order. Order is, is, uh, is symbolically associated with the masculine. It is because men are and have been throughout history the builders of towns and cities, the engineers, architects, stonemasons and bricklayers. Order is represented through politics, law, the corporate environment and the system. Order is civilization. Order is society. Order is everything that is known. It is science and mathematics. But when order is pushed too far, When there's too much of it, it becomes oppression. It becomes stagnation. It becomes patriarchy. Order demands that things stay the same or change at a very slow pace. But when things stay stagnant for too long, it becomes hell. Chaos, on the other hand, is symbolically associated with the feminine, the unknown, the abyss, the ocean, nothingness. It is the formless void It is the womb from which all things are born. Out of chaos comes order. This is because all the things we have come to know came from the unknown. The same way God made everything out of nothing, out of chaos. That's the idea. Chaos is also associated with possibility, change, and evolution. It is the source of ideas. It's why they say creativity is chaos. Chaos is also the crushing force of natural selection. It's like... Women are choosing maters because most men do not meet their standards. And that's fair. Most men are unremarkable at best and downright wicked at worst. So they have to be selective. It is for this simple fact that we have twice as many female ancestors as male. It is woman as nature who looks at half of all the men and says, Nah, you're not suitable genetically, financially or mentally to be a potential mate. For men... This rejection is a direct encounter with chaos. That's why I call it a crushing force. They can't deal every time a woman turns them down. Nature is chaos. Femininity is chaos. Hence why this phenomenon is called natural selection. And it is this ability of a woman to say no that has contributed more to the evolution, creativity and industriousness of mankind than any other factor. Forget. This is why men are aggressive, domineering and competitive. It's also that they can be more attractive mates to women. But then here's the twist. Being the chaotic beings that they are, women continue to evolve and so do their expectations of men. Today, it's not simply enough to be aggressive, competitive and domineering. A man must be kind, must be just, must be a good lover, must be attentive as well. That's that chaos again, and men are finding it hard to adjust yo, and adjust we must. We see mother nature and father time. Cause nature is chaotic. It's unpredictable. It's female. Time is linear, chronological, unpredictable. It's male. Time is a construct men invented to make sense of nature. That's what men do best. That's order. They like to control things, whether it's the environment or each other, especially women, because women are the most chaotic beings on the planet. Yeah, on every level. It starts at puberty, when they develop hips, breasts, and begin their monthly cycle. From that point on, for the rest of their lives, a woman goes through a lot of other physical changes. It's crazy. She loses and gains weight for many reasons, or no reason at all. Her uterus is destroyed and rebuilt every month, which speaks to the chaotic nature of the female body. She bears children, which is the ultimate act of creation. That's chaos. That's the chaos of femininity in play. It's why men are obsessed with policing women's bodies. It's a misguided attempt to introduce order into the chaos of femininity. Men's bodies on the other hand are more predictable, less dramatic. The only chaos is maybe when it comes to facial hair. Even still some men don't got it like that. And can uh, campaign. But that's a story for another day. What about emotions? We know what a woman's emotion is like. A woman experiences a whirlwind of emotions due to their hormones and their physical changes. That's a fact. Confidence can turn into insecurity in an instant. Fear to anger. Resting bitch face to crying babe face. Love to hate. Hate to intense hate. Love to boundless love. Women are also, you know, women also tend to express their emotions more freely than men. They also experience more complex emotions that are difficult to put into words. Men are simple when it comes to feelings. In general, we keep our emotions um, under control mostly because we aren't fully aware of the emotions we are feeling. We dismiss them and keep keep it moving, which can be a good thing, but it's mostly harmful. Men don't have dramatic emotional changes the way women do, or even the emotional range I learned that a woman's emotions are like the ocean and men need to learn to ride the wave like a surfer but more on that later another example of chaos is that a woman is flamboyant and adventurous with her appearance and style her sense of style can take many different forms over a lifetime you'll have many many ways to express yourselves you got makeup nails nail colors hairstyles and a million different types of skirts, blouses, dresses, underwear, you name it. Women have an item of clothing for every body part. It's incredible. This makes women delightfully chaotic. It's why men love them. This is the aspect that men love the most. You know, but men, on our own case, we're boring. Men are boring because order is boring. We keep it simple appearance-wise. We don't do too much, nor are we adventurous with our sense of style. And women love that. They love that we're the ones who, you know, keep it simple and they are the ones who are super expressive. While women experiment with hairstyles, men can stick to a haircut forever if you let them. And the best place to see this order and chaos in play is at red carpet events. Notice how women seem to have an endless array of creative options with which to dazzle and delight. Men just show up in black and white talks with very limited variety. And that's enough. We're good to go. So these differences never made sense to me until recently, after reading Dr. Peterson's book. Now I see instances everywhere, it's fascinating, I, I can't even help it now. How about the fact that a woman can go through many changes with regards to how she sees herself? Women usually start out subdued and timid but as they age, they become more bold. Men start out feeling entitled and they die entitled. All through our lives, we're entitled shits. A woman can evolve any number of ways during her lifetime as she learns more about herself and the society she's born into. That's chaos. Traditional men find those changes hard to reckon with because they expect the women in their lives to remain the same all their lives. They don't know how to be when, later in life, their wives begin to defy their expectations. Men, on the other hand, we kind of figure out who we are pretty early in life. And once we find something that works for us, we don't evolve much beyond that. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. out through the mouth. Let's resume. Women as a gender have evolved a lot in the last 50 years, while men haven't changed much in the last 100. Think about it, and I'ma say that again, so you don't have to like rewind. Women have evolved tremendously in the last 50 years, while men haven't changed much in the last 100. That's why things are so tense today. How does a gender that has stayed relatively the same for so long keep up with the needs of a gender that has evolved so much in such a short time? Women are expecting and demanding more from men, but men just want things to stay the same. It simply can't work. That's the eternal tension between order and chaos in play. It's like trying to load software that came out in 2020 on a computer that came out in 2001 the software and the computer will not read each other because they're so incompatible there will be nothing but error messages that's how i feel when it comes to men and women most men find it hard to keep up with women, with women and their chaotic tendencies to me the superior man right the superior man is one who can who has learned to be comfortable with the chaos of femininity who can ride that wave and appreciate these differences rather than constantly resisting them he doesn't seek to change control little her choices or behaviors he just lets her be and that's what women have been asking for to be let be maybe that's asking too much of men but the onus is on us fellows fellas men bros homies the onus is on us to level up emotionally and meet women where they are they've lived on our level for far too long and they have suffered for it guys it gets deeper <laughs> i don't even know if you're ready for this for these things but Let me just carry on let's see where this goes now i also realized that women are kept out of male-dominated establishments on purpose to limit the chaos that that comes with women they are kept out of political office out of governments corporate positions and everywhere else to maintain the status quo what you need to understand though is that the system was made with men in mind with order in men it was made by men for men they never accounted for women that was not the plan it was all supposed to remain the same forever that's why we say it's a man's world if we're up to men women will be hidden at home far away from where they can interfere with male order can you imagine the shock in men when women began to demand more 50 years ago first they wanted to vote then they wanted to work then they wanted to lead. Then they wanted to earn more. Then they wanted equal pay. Then they wanted to control their reproductive rights. Then they didn't even want to have kids at all, or even marry. Like all these all these changes and, and, and demands got men shook. They didn't know what to make of all that chaos. They don't understand why women keep upsetting the lovely patriarchy they've built. They are afraid of the chaos of femininity. And I feel like this is the root of everything on a primal even cellular level one gender wants things to change the other gender wants things to stay the same that's the source of everything and i think i cracked it that's it right there please feel free to let me know um what, what how this resonates with you but we haven't even touched on how order and chaos plays out in relationships the best place to start with this is adam and eve the bible tells us that Adam was created first and roamed the Garden of Eden all by himself after naming all the plants and animals. Eventually he got too comfortable, he got bored, uninspired because there was nothing new for him to explore within the confines of the garden. That's order taken too far. God realized that he needed to shake things up, introduce some chaos into Adam's life. So he cast Adam into a deep slumber, into a deep sleep and formed Eve out of his rib. Now, this detail is significant because if you remember, the yin yang symbol has two dots in either half. The white dot in the black half represents the possibility of chaos in the midst of order. So, the way I see it, the rib that came out of Adam to create Eve is that little white dot in the black half of the yin yang sign. I, I, <laughs> is your mind blown? Mine is because I'm like, I'm in the spirit just figuring this shit out. But I'm not done. I'm not done. It gets deeper. Eve came into Adam's life to make things fresh again, to shake him up, give him hope, joy, and a reason to keep maintaining the garden. I have this theory that Eve herself eventually got bored of being confined to a garden where everything was so perfect. No challenge, no stakes, just peace and quiet and animals and happiness. And Adam was probably content, but Eve wanted more just as women always want more women always want more and it's neither a good thing or a bad thing but that's just the fact this is what made the forbidden fruit that much more enticing to try and true to her chaotic nature Eve ate that fruit and she made sure Adam ate some as well and everything changed from that moment chaos that's what Eve means to Adam a change maker she is the evolution of Adam. Because God saw that Adam was flawed. He was content with the way things were in the garden. He wasn't curious, he wasn't adventurous, he wasn't trying to, you know, know more or learn more. He was, he was just, even, even in his boredom, he didn't want things to change. And God knew that for his experiment to work, he needed to create a being more ambitious, more intelligent, more creative, more curious than Adam. And that was woman, that was Eve. You can interpret the events in the Garden of Eden however you want. But for me, I look at it very positively. Like it's a very good thing that we left that space. It's like the comfort zone. Nothing nothing new or nothing worthwhile ever happens in there. You're comfortable, but then what? And I feel like everything outside the comfort zone, outside the Garden of Eden is 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 you know, is life. And that's what God wanted for us man with all his potential did not belong in a confined space where everything was perfect he needed challenges he needs risk and reward to really test himself woman was the catalyst for that it's why women look down on men who are not ambitious who do not strive to be better in every way it's why women are selective they need men who are willing to evolve to their level or higher eve did to adam what women do to men on a daily basis You know how a woman steps into your life as a man and immediately wants to change things? Your curtains, your bedsheets, your wardrobe. They want to upgrade you. Men are creatures of intense habit and women are the necessary chaos to inspire them. We need each other. We deserve each other. Men need chaos to grow. Women need order to survive. Men offer order through stability, protection and provision. Women offer chaos through affection, children and and their female perspective on things. Men need chaos, desperately. They don't even know. Just like Adam, men get set in their ways early in life. There's a limit to how much a man can grow on his own. But our ego doesn't let us be great. Our ego doesn't let us realize this. We think that because we have arrived, because things are comfortable, it's okay. And we get stagnant. And expect a woman to now come in and fit into that stagnation. Huh. Never. And that's where the battle starts. That's where every argument, every disagreement, every fight, every whatever, it comes from that. Men want to stay a certain way, and women want men to be more. Men need the chaos women bring to make their to make things fresh again. To establish a new order. And then as, as, as she has babies, a new order sets in. Women are designed to save men from themselves. And I know women hate to hear this. Women hate to hear that they're supposed to like, you know, you know, they're not supposed to baby men or mother them or whatever, but they are supposed to help men be better, whether they like it or not. It's just, it's just how things are aligned that's how I see it at least anyway and men need to be open to their influence so that that we can be better the most disappointing men oh god knows this the most disappointing men are the ones that don't listen to their women or allow her or allow her the freedom to influence his life the ego that ugly ego that insecurity that desperate desire to control everything is the worst thing in a man and women are sensitive to that shit but he doesn't know and how could he who would tell him this is not information that's readily available. I just found out today, and I'm just one of the few guys that look for this shit. You know, women, on the other hand, have a lot of love to give. It's a wildfire love, the kind of the kind that that engulfs everyone, both the worthy and unworthy. They need order, a specific point, to direct all that, cha- that all that chaotic love and affection. And men give women that. Children give women that. And they can't have children without men. So it all adds up. We need each other. All a woman wants is a deserving man to give all her love to, indiscriminately. But then men need to also accept all the other things that come with that love. The emotions, the differences in opinion, the extra space she takes up in your house, her changing your furniture and curtains, her feminine differences. That's the game. But men try to cheat. I can't blame men though. The chaos women bring can be overwhelming. Even women themselves are often overwhelmed by how chaotic womanhood can be. It's not for the pain of heart. And men's inability to deal hurts them both. That's why I believe that the superior man is the man who accepts, embraces, loves, and nurtures that chaos. This superior man I keep mentioning might sound like some magical mythical unicorn creature but allow me to back it up with some real life examples. Look at Barack Obama for starters. He was at one point the most powerful man in the world. But next to Michelle, he's basic. He feels basic. It looks basic. He peaked. While Michelle continues to evolve. She continues to stir hearts and minds with her intelligence, beauty and kindness. Look at Beyonce and Jay-Z. On his own, Jay-Z is a boss, a god, a beast, but next to Beyonce, he's a mere mortal. She's a force, a wave. She continues to elevate. Look at Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Kamala is literally chaos to the entire system. Joe Biden might be the president, but Kamala continues to defy all expectations. She inspires, she's the cause, the reason why he won. What do these men have in common? They get it. They are entirely open to the influence of the women in their lives. They listen to them. They let the women flourish. They say, behind every successful man is a woman. I would go further by saying that behind every successful man is a woman who was allowed to flourish and express her chaos. Obama would be the first to admit that Michelle made him a man. Jay-Z knows that his stock went up because of Beyonce and Biden knows he won the presidency this most important election of all time because of Kamala's support, energy and fan base. And as a guy, as a young man, as a guy coming up, I understand right now that it's my best interest to partner with, to couple up with a woman and let her change me in the best way. Like find a good woman and build some fucking legacy, man. Build some wealth, build a life, create that happiness that I'm looking for. And as you can see, the differences between men and women are very real and very complex and I think the solution is compassion and empathy. These are words that we throw around willingly, nilly but when they are applied, they make all the difference in any situation. For starters, a lot of men need to go through a mental process where they say to themselves, If I were having to put up with half of what women put up with, I'd be just as angry. To be continuously judged for my appearance, to be disdained for showing ambition, for all the things that men take for granted. If men could just imagine for a moment what that would be like, you would really understand how horrible and difficult and pervasive it is, having to live through that every single day. But we don't think about that, we just project our own world view onto women and assume everything is wonderful. Women on the other hand, you only need to understand that men are poorly made. The first version of your product is always full of bugs and issues. It's not just society, it's in our DNA to to disappoint as far as women are concerned. Men are wired to be unable to relate with you. Even the best of us, no matter how superior of a man he is, he will always fall short of a woman's ideal. Obama recently revealed that Michelle resents him to this day for putting their family through the hell that is the presidency. The very first time Obama brought up the idea of running for president, she blatantly said no. But as we all know by now, Obama can be very persuasive. The entire 8 years, she would always remind him how much she hated him for that decision. That's what men do. Beyonce's most successful Lemonade album is a byproduct of Jay Z being a disappointment of the highest order. And what we can take from Michelle and Beyonce is that they both have in common the ability to make peace with the flawed nature of their men and turn that pain into paradise that disappointment into destiny. That's the power of a woman right there. Even still, Jay-Z and Obama had to have already created an environment where their wives could be the best version of themselves in order to make the most of a bad situation. In essence, they paid it forward. Fellas, know that being good to your wives, being good to women, buys you time, grace and love these things that are in short supply in this world today and women know that you are better than us and yet you love us anyway perhaps that's your own factory flaw, the fact that you can't help but show pure undying love to even the most flawed creature on earth you are indeed our better half it's just unfortunate that we men went to great lengths to make you forget that This order and chaos analogy is designed to help you understand that you're not crazy and at the same time, we're all victims of our flawed nature. Both men and women need to acknowledge that no one gender has it all good or all bad. No one gender has it figured out. Everyone thinks their suffering is unique. And that's what I mean by that lack of compassion and empathy. And it gets us nowhere. I have this theory that this concept that men and women get better in life Three process of subtraction and addition, respectively. Stay with me. I'm about to wrap up, but not before I bust your head one last time. You know how men look better after a haircut or a shave? That's subtraction. Usually, the less men apply, the better they look. Less is more. For women, addition is makeup, wigs, extensions, lashes, high heels, and, and implants. These accessories elevate women. When it comes to women, more is more. I believe these concepts can be applied to behaviors. A man improves by reducing his ego, his sense of entitlement, talking less, mansplaining less and reducing the need to control everything. A woman improves by increasing self-belief, self-confidence and expressing herself more. I think this is a fucking inspired idea. I should look into this. But that's what they call equity. Equity is achieved by balancing out those things that society gave to men and took from women. Some societies are already practicing this, by the way. Places like Denmark, New Zealand, Finland, South Korea, Switzerland. They figured this out. And this is how it all makes sense in my mind. These are the connections that formed as I read that chapter of, of Dr. Peterson's book. Inspiration begets inspiration. So what about you? What has all of this long talk, this... This, I don't know what to call this rant. It's not a rant. It's a well thought out, you know, um, um, expression of a very difficult issue. But what has it inspired in you? I'd love to hear your points of view. So reach out to me via the Telegram group. Let's talk about it. You can find the link in the description. You can also donate if you're feeling generous. A lot of work goes into producing this show. So I would appreciate it. The donation link is also in the description. Thank you for listening. Please share this episode. People need to consider this. And finally, do follow The Young God on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I am The Young God for exclusive content. See you the next episode where I dive into more relationship gist. This is a series, so you want to keep up with this one, okay? All right. This is The Young God.